You guys gotta be hosty. I know. Do we know? Do we? <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I, can, I can try to be the host. I've got the Google Doc right here. Just mix it up. Uh, but you guys are too the much ones on that you. Do that's it. too much on you. Mm. Too much pressure. Yeah. But um. But yeah. Welcome to our dungeon. Aha. But no, the name of the show is Welcome to My Dungeon. Um, I'm Sean. Um, Wait, we, we didn't do the clap. Oh, we oh, didn't do shit. the clap. Oh, no. everybody welcome to welcome to my dungeon an asmr podcast about dungeons <laughs> where's the dice again what kind of dungeons ma'am <laughs> please ma'am some dungeons spare some dungeons we are off we are off to a horny start we, we really are. <laughs> so what is this? Why am I here? Uh, well, let's introduce ourselves, just in case anyone's popping in for the first time. I'm Sean. I'm Kat. I'm Zoe. I'm a guest today. Yay! Welcome, Zoe. I'm glad to be here. Oh, I'm glad to, that you're, you are here. I am um, here. You are here. You are present. A key. Our, fr- our usual format is we will begin with uh, here on Welcome to Our Dungeon, Welcome to My Dungeon. Uh, we create a module each week. Hooray! Hooray. That way you can uh, throw it into your campaign and have fun with your players. Um, or just do a one-shot, I guess. Or even a one-shot. Yeah, whatever, whatever works. Your, whatever your heart desires. Whatever whatever fits in. And so we but, like to begin... Oh, go ahead, Cat. I was going to say, the twist is that it's rand- randomized. So we have a random theme, a plot hook, and we have to implement a uh, random element that the three of us bring to the table. Mm, our things. Our things. Oh, our things. I, li- I, like, I like saying tools better. I, tools? I that's, toolbox. that's a good... I like calling on Splatoon and saying fangs. Fangs. Thanks. No, yeah, that's fine. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. But um, but let's begin with you, Zoe. Let's have you introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. I am Zoe, and I am certified not a GM. Hmm. You elaborate on that, please. Tell me more. Um, I'm one of those people who only takes leadership like when no one else will. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so in the past, somebody else has always been like, "Yeah, I'll I'll GM before mm-hmm. they are like they actively want a GM." Mm. Okay, that's fair enough. You're a career player. I that's am a career player. career player. I like that. It's a that. short career. I like that though. That's a good good title. Mm-hmm. Makes me sound actually like professional and dedicated and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like it. 
So let's talk on your just history of uh, of playing any kind of uh, tabletop RPG. Um, if you can recall, what was your first game? My first game was actually like an early draft of Unbound with you, Sean, mm. and Gabe, and mm. another friend of ours. Mm. Oh, and... shit, that's how we met. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep, that's that's where we at. Um, I was... Gabe was GMing that, yeah? Mm-hmm, yes. Gabe was GMing, and you and our friend and I were... Uh, we're all players, and it uh, was like Sarah was in it, and I'm trying to think if someone else was Ben. In there. Ben, yes. Shout outs to shout outs Sarah to Sarah and Ben. And ben. You good? Uh, <laughs> we, I really liked that we came up like collaboratively and also slightly randomized, like with a world. Yes, yes. that was a cool ass world. It was cool ass characters, but the problem is that was my first game, mm. and. I needed structure mm. at, for early games. And mm. honestly, now still, I need some structure. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Um, so it sounds like you really like um, like things with like uh, grounded rules and a system to it. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I mean, all I've really played since has been 5th edition. And mm. like maybe a one-off of, I think it was Pathfinder. Mm-hmm. It was either yeah. Pathfinder or 3.5, and I've heard they're basically the same, but I don't... Essentially, yeah. essentially. I, d- yeah. I don't know. Oh, duh. I did, um, what was it? Mutants and Masterminds that you DM'd, or GM'd, Sean. Oh, yeah. We did a My Hero Academia uh, campaign. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's, that sounds like so much fun. Oh, my it God. Was that's fun. how I met my boyfriend, so... Yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. <laughs> No, that was a fun campaign, for sure. Uh, Shout-outs to Ron. I love you very much. Mm-hmm. Shout-outs to Ron. I don't love you. Oh, <laughs> how sweet. Um, but yeah, past that, I've really only played Dungeons & Dragons. And cool. I, I do kind of like... I, I like playing in like a space where there's like sort of a known structure, like a known... A really known... A vague but known way how the world works. Like, within 5th edition, it really seems like the people I've played with are like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is a little bit boring. Let's mix it up a little bit with what I want to see. And Ah. it usually lines up with the kind of shit I like to see, what the Mm -hmm. GM likes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Can you give us an example? Um, let's see. Just, like, some real overdramatic anime shit, honestly. Okay. I I love it. Okay, like okay. real life is boring, so I get that that escapism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you really like the the fantasy part to it, and like well, you say anime, so like the real shonen bullshit. Oh yeah, the shonen yeah, bullshit all the yeah, way. Okay. The like this is way outside, like quote unquote normal human capability. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. It's stuff you're Let's not see. gonna see. You're not gonna see. An orc turn into a dinosaur <laughs> okay. out here on the gotcha. street. Yeah, right. Of course not. I mean, it'd be really cool, but... <laughs> it would be fucking sick. Yeah. So, okay. So, it sounds like you really like that fantasy part of it. That's really cool. That's really cool. So, what games are you currently playing? 
Um, I am currently in two long-term D&D sessions, uh, fifth edition. Um, one with Gabe, actually, and the other with another friend. And I really, really want to see these through the, to the end, because in that other session, I'm level eight, and that is the highest level I have played. Wow. We've, I've had a lot of, like, starts. I'm a, I'm a serial game starter. And ah, this is gotcha. a holdover from video games. Like I, I started Pokemon Blue like mm-hmm. maybe ten times. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I, I'm curious: is that because you want to start? You like you feel like you mess up and you want to start it over? Um, I think part of it is for the longest time I was like afraid of losing and afraid of failing. Mm. So the beginning, I knew. Mm-hmm. And I could succeed at, mm-hmm. but I you did. Were perfect I didn't, at it. Yeah, I didn't relish the challenge, mm. which ah, uh, I gotcha. But like now, I'm, I'm less afraid. Isn't the right word, mm-hmm. but like less anxious. Yeah, I'm less anxious yeah. about failing and doing bad. Because like honestly, I've learned I'm just not good at games. But I'm uh, having a good time, and that's what counts. I yeah. think there's something. It's uh with D&D or tabletop RPGs in general is where uh, you have to get accustomed to, well, the dice are just going to be random at times. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you're going to end up failing a role Mm -hmm. and dealing with that. Like even me, like I'm a perfectionist um, and having to deal with getting that irks when you get a critical fail. In fact, constantly over and over it's dealing with that and it's like oh man like i can understand the frustration the anger even but it's, over time you get comfortable with it you're like okay well that's just how the dice roll and well shit happens shit happens yeah yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes the something great things can come out of the failures mm-hmm. mm. yeah um, and i i oh go ahead cat I, I was going to say we we actually last night with a uh, game i was uh, gming a uh, player failed uh, a skill roll. They were they were trying mm-hmm. to do this particular skill. They failed it, mm-hmm. but out of that, sort of snowballed into a success. Mm. I love and when that happens. Yeah, so it was like, oh, I am so glad I failed that roll because otherwise it would would not have led to this right, other cool right. thing. Right, right. That we happened. So, you know you. You got to see, okay, yeah, I failed it, but in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. it got us to this point, which is probably cooler than, it potentially cooler than uh, it would have been. It seems like the best stories really come from those kinds of failures. Like, somebody fails what they set out to do, but then, like, all the all the shenanigans that come afterwards that make it interesting... Like it's yeah. the it's the randomness. Like you're not just telling the story you want to tell. Like just write a book. Otherwise, <laughs> that's so true. So uh, I have another question. Uh, what's a, a favorite character that you've played? Um, so this actually go- comes from a bit of a philosophy of mine that the most beloved characters tend to come from like stupid jokes that you make. So. <laughs> So one of my favorites is a paladin, and her name, her first name is Dai, and her second name is Jobu. 
So Daijobu. her full name is Daijobu. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love it. What a pun. It's an awful pun that my friend made up on a road trip, and now Dai is one of my favorite characters. That's cool. Glad to hear that. Uh, I dig it. I dig it. And, like, the characters that you think are just going to be, like, throwaways can turn into, like, your heart and soul in a game. Mm. Yeah. I yeah. got. I, I, I get you. It's a weird journey to go on. Mm. It's a journey, for sure. <laughs> it's a journey. Though, I don't think... So... If you play enough, I feel like you come up with like archetypes that you that you like to play as. Like oh, when gosh. you're watching when you're oh, watching yeah. something yeah. or like reading something, there's archetypes that you like to like the characters that you like, mm-hmm. but then there's the type you like to play as. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dai sure. is not the archetype I like to play as. Mm, interesting. I, I just figured it out because like yeah. my first character, I tried so so hard not to make like a. Like a, a me plus one sort of character. Okay. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. yeah. you, but if you were magic or something. Right. 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 I made this absolute shithead named Kerrigan. Yeah. I remember Kerrigan a little and bit. Yeah. I, I want to bring him back because like, I feel like I could play him so much better now. Mm. And because I, I have this other character, his name's Sendrin, and he is also a shithead who blows <laughs> things up. <laughs> Just like a... <laughs> Just an asshole. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of fun. Mm. But, yeah. But Daijobu is a good girl. Daijobu, <laughs> good girl. No, that's really interesting. And in fact, it's when you it's only once you mentioned that, like, I, I even can recall that. It's with, uh, like, I, I all my characters that I play will end up evil in some way. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like they they will because like remember if you recall in our in our unbound campaign like I was supposed to be like this uh kind of um middle aged uh veteran guy mm-hmm. and um and like he's he's bitter right yeah um, paranoid too far, yeah he was paranoid too but like eventually like he was like on that line of like um I, I remember there's one point where like he like he like shot something out of someone's hand out of a player's hand. Um, I'm trying oh. to remember. Like he like shot something. He was like he was like kind of a conspiracy theorist. Yes, yeah, he right? was. He was like into paranoia stuff, or like it had something to do with like aliens. I think it definitely had to do with aliens. And he was like, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta find out about the aliens and yeah, that, yeah. Let's get his revenge or something. I don't remember. I can't. Remember, I don't think there was revenge. Oh, like there might have been. He had something to do with bears because like he was attacked by a polar bear and scarred by one. Ooh. Um, but like, yeah, I remember there's one one session where like he he like shot something out of some player's hand and things just went dark. Like I I think like Sarah just was not okay with that, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it was like ooh, um, but yeah, like end up like my my players. I mean my my when I'm playing a character, uh, they always end up like swinging a little to the evil alignment. And I and I just realized that recently too. <laughs> I mean that makes that makes sense. Like, if if you want to play an evil character, like, mm-hmm. knowing you, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, it works great as a GM, so I can do my villains. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's so much fun to play play a villain. And <laughs> I'm just uh, recalling um, in my current campaign how mm-hmm. 
all the all the NPCs are kind of assholes in mm-hmm. one way or another. <laughs> that's really fitting for Portal. So yeah, yeah. The, oh, well, yeah. That, well, that's the thing. It, yeah, the setting it's it's aperture. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody. So when the players meet someone who's like nice and welcoming and they're on peppy, guard. They are instantly on guard. They're like, like, okay, there's something underneath the surface that is (laughs) supremely evil. Yeah, it's like, okay. What do they want? What is their ulterior motives? What's the catch? I will trust the asshole that that was, uh, you know, kind of, he was a dick to us, but at Mm. least I could trust him. Mm. You. you, He was honest about being an asshole. Yeah, you want something from me. So it's it's funny to see that happen with them because they're like, okay, yeah, we don't trust this at all. At and you all. and the GM kind of teaches that behavior. Exactly. Yep. yep. Yeah. And when you start playing more more campaigns with the same GM, you'll notice the GM's patterns, the GM, <laughs> the things they like, how they think. That's why you got to try and switch it up. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, thank you very much, Zoe. Um, My pleasure. Um, maybe another question just for to help introduce you. It's mm-hmm. um, like, what's like a really strong moment throughout all your campaigns? Like something that's just really significant that, that sticks out with you and you're kind of carrying with you all the time. Like a favorite campaign memory. I don't know if I can really think of one off the top of my head. Like, I've had a lot of beginnings. I don't I haven't really had a lot of like climaxes. Not mm. like that. Not like okay. that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Still still going horny, I see. Okay. We still got that horny energy. Um hmm. Uh there is a game I play with some real life friends of mine. Mm-hmm. And one of them was secretly a drow. Mm. And, How do you pull and, that off? Um, lots of bargaining with the DM. Mm. Right. <laughs> so they uh, they were like, all right, I'm going to have really good disguise or really good like, really good like sleight of hand disguise mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. stuff. And they masqueraded as a night elf. Mm. So instead so of they black, were. they were purple. Ah. Mm. And they painted up with their makeup purple and they have like armor because they're a paladin. Right. Funnily enough, they're they're a paladin of Lolf. So like, honestly, anything could go. Mm. Um, their quest is to kill Lolf. Mm. Oh. Which is fun. Um, I think the the whole reveal, like our, our party, like went into the Underdark mm-hmm. and... And this character was like talking to a uh, shit. What are they called? The spider people. Drider. The drider. Like this. This person was talking to a drider, and everyone else was like, "Hey, ooh, what the fuck? Why do you know like all the animals and like why do you know Undercommon? Hmm, that's a little suspicious." And mm. my dumbass barbarian didn't figure it out until some of their makeup like rubbed off. Oh, and that was like a cool cliffhanger moment. Ooh, that's actually really cool. Yeah. And like on that note, like one of my favorite things is always like the drama between player characters. Mm -hmm. Like that's really special. 
It's usually really special. So that's really cool. It's it's fun to like not necessarily manufacture drama, but like let it happen. Mm-hmm. Like you, you like out of character, you know that your friend's character has X, Y, and Z going on. But mm-hmm. you have to get your character to figure it out. Exactly. <laughs> how do I get it in how do I figure it out in character? Yeah. That out of character in character divide is surprisingly easy for me, but sometimes mm. I just want to like know things. Mm. Yeah, of course, navigating the meta. That's, that's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's probably we can do that for another that's GM a, tip at another day. That's yeah. a nice future discussion. Mm-hmm. I guess on that note, uh, maybe we can segue into um, our little GM tip corner for today. Yeah. Slash player tip. Well, yeah, they do fit together really nicely. So cool, cool. Go ahead with your GM tip. I wanted to uh, talk today on like being a game master or dungeon master. Um, discussing, it's very important to discuss expectations with um, your entire table. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I always like to do. I've, I've implemented recently, but I like to do a pre-campaign session. Session zero, if you will, in which, uh, um, for one, you go over like uh, my my house rules and various policies, and uh, and if anyone needs to like practice, get a use of this sheet on rule twenty or whatever, then cool. But uh, the most important piece is discussing expectations. Um, what are the players expecting in this campaign? Um, like what what are, what are some themes they like to see? Uh, what are some things they don't want to see? What are some things they don't want to touch on? It's important that the table is a very comfortable and safe space so you can get into character easily and um, being able to just navigate that player character interaction as well and also on the meta level between players as well. Um, and also very important is uh, you as a GM, what's your style? Um, because that's such an important part of the expectations for the player. Um, they're coming in, like, they need to know, okay, what kind of GM are you? How are you going to play this? Um, and it's really great when, like, yeah, you have experience and you're able to do stuff and whatever, um, and you kind of know yourself better. But if you're a first-time GM, um, it's kind of like discussing with your players, well, I'm going to try and do this, I want to try and do that. Um, and... Yeah, like it's really it's really good to just discuss um, pl- and discuss how you want to do the campaign and how would you like the campaign from all perspectives, everyone at the table. And like, yeah, it truly is everyone at the table. Like a player going into a session and honestly, just in general, if you want to just like take time to sit down and think about what you want out of games and like how you play mm-hmm. like sometimes sometimes people are really rp heavy sometimes mm-hmm. people are really mechanics heavy and mm-hmm. like to like to find those neat exploits and min max and stuff and like <laughs> i know i'm not that kind of player i sure as hell am not that kind of player <laughs> but i know that and i can say that right exactly yeah um but definitely like talk uh, Everybody talk about what you expect, what you super don't want to see. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, know yourself, self-reflect, and it'll help everybody. Absolutely agree with both of you. That's well said. (laughs) Yeah. I wish I had more to add to that because I'm like, no, you you got it all. You got all in one. (laughs) But, um, I mean, even like on what Zoe said, like, uh, it can begin with just, um, like, uh, what kind of player you are, right? Um, exactly like you said, a lot of, some, some people just love role play. Um, and some people love role play, but they don't even get engaged in the role play. They just like to just be there at the table and just watch everything unfold. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we'll uh, just bridge onto this note as well. It's as a GM on the note of role-playing versus just rolling the dice, uh, it's important to know the players and just accept them for the who they are, how they play. That's okay. I know some GMs will try to force their players into giving more role-play or something. Yeah, don't, 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 don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. Just, yeah. if they're comfortable in their space. Oh, like, open up a window to, like, um, to a player. Or would you like to do, uh, like, uh, Zoe, would you like to uh, say anything to the situation? And if Zoe, Zoe's uh, like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm like, okay. Um, she's, like, in that situation, like, Zoe's just that uh, audience type. She just wants, she, she enjoys just being at the table, watching everything unfold. And that's okay. And- before you, like, if you don't really know where you're at yet, like, mm-hmm. give it a shot. Like, try to RP. Yes. yes. Have an awkward conversation with an NPC <laughs> about buying a boat. Like, mm-hmm. then you learn a little more about the rules of the world. Um, yeah. I had one more piece of advice. Mm. Don't sign up for more games than you can actually handle. Mm. Holy shit. Know, <laughs> know the amount of energy you have to give to this endeavor. Because it's kind of a big commitment. You're writing a story with all these other people. Mm. So don't no, don't bite off more than you can chew. That goes and, for everything in life, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm being honest about it. Like, mm-hmm. I would really love to. This sounds like a really cool story and a really cool group. But I am using a lot of energy at work. Yes. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's all the tips and tricks I have. Well, thank you very much, Zoe. My pleasure. Cat, <sighs> would you like to uh, move <laughs> us on to to the meat of uh... our of our episode? Let's yes. Get to the good stuff. Let's let's get to this uh, this module. So um, this is going to be a doozy. I can tell yeah, already. Yep. So mm. I think we're gonna start with the plot hook, and then mm. we'll go. We'll do the theme, and then once we have the hook and the theme, we will introduce our tool that we have our brought. Thing. Yeah. Our thing. Mm-hmm. Um. And then we are going to go from there. So, Zoe, do you want to... Well, do you want want me to read the six uh, hooks that we got? We'll just read the titles. Yeah. And then roll your... Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Let's do that. Okay. So, we have Dude, Where's My Wagon? The Lost Tomb. Shades of the Past. The Devil is a Good-for-Nothing Bum. Have at thee, and mysterious egg. <laughs> egg. 
egg. So go ahead and (laughs) roll roll that dice. Roll that dice. (laughs) That is a five. That is have at thee. During a social encounter, a ball, banquet, etc., a minor noble approaches one of the player characters and begins loudly demanding recompense for some perceived slight. Mm. He he challenges the player to a competition. Challenge so, to a duel. I can combat, see that. Yeah, I, I can, can see be... that going like a couple of ways. Ooh, yeah, my gears are turning already. It's yep. either yes. something the player character is super bad at or something they're super good at. Mm. Yeah. And that is from McBeefsteaks on Reddit. Thank you, McBeefsteaks. You're a champion. And then You're now champ. we are going for the theme. So I am going to roll that page. And it is <laughs> action adventure. All right. Ooh. Uh, this is the most common and straightforward sort of adventure there is. <laughs> I, In action adventure, you pre- present your characters with a task and then confront them with obstacles to overcome. <laughs> so, my immediate thought that works. is like the player character, one or all of them, is challenged to some like goofy obstacle course, like the old Nickelodeon like TV yeah. shows, <laughs> the 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 Legend of the um the uh, Hidden, Hidden Temple, Temple. yeah. <laughs> Or, or uh, was it um, Wipeout? Yeah, like that kind of thing. My mind went to, uh, well, my mind went to like a a regular fantasy setting, um, and like with like a ball or something like that. Like uh, I suppose perhaps one of the players might be a noble. Um, in fact, no, like it could be like just some some like a queen ceremony or something, some some whatever. Like a queen's getting uh, crowned or whatever, so everyone's invited. Yeah, court. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, coordination. And at some point, like uh, uh, some noble, a minor noble, as as we have been dictated to here, um, accuses a player character of uh, of um, staring at their wife for some bullshit, right? <laughs> so he he takes his glove off and slaps them and says, "I challenge you to a duel." Um, and the whole setup is. Uh, um, essentially, uh, that noble is just super weak, um, and they're going to, like, uh, whatever the, like, the player character, um, the player character can just breathe on them, and they end up getting killed. <laughs> and that's a setup, because once that person dies, it's like, uh, they were actually someone, uh, they were, like, the, the cousin to, they were, like, the cousin to the queen or something. They were, oh my like, God. like... Like, the cousin to the whatever. Like, they were connected to someone really high up. Mm-hmm. And so... Or even an Assassin's Guild or some something like that. Like, uh, they were, had some had some connection. We can talk on that more. But, like, after that, then that's going to steamroll um, oh, okay. the player character and, by extent, their party into the adventure. So the have at the, like, adventure. kicks shit off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That kicks shit off. So, um, do we want to introduce our tools that we are going to uh, fold into this I adventure? Would, I wouldn't call mm. them tools. I'd call them... You like tools? Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'd call them... Uh, uh, they seem more like obstacles, honestly. <laughs> or elements? Elements is, elements. is nice oh, and so, neutral. 
very, yeah. very, very nice, very nice terms. I, I, I was thinking like GM tools, you know, like kind of where all we all have our little tool bag of different tools and we can throw them in here. But elements, I like that. I like that. Makes it sound yeah. mystical. But um, uh, Zoe being our guest, uh, please go ahead and uh, discuss your element. My element is, it's it's more of a prompt. Like, mm. like you get a prompt for a story and you could go any old direction with it. My prompt is as follows. Oh, God, there's two of them. <laughs> I, I really like this. Because uh, I can imagine that coming out of the player's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, like I, I want to say, like, that's the goal almost. Right? To get them yeah. to say that. that element. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, so whatever um, obstacle or monster or whatever, you throw a second one in the there and you just wait for that. that moment. It's got to be something super obnoxious, too. It does oh, need yeah. to be obnoxious. So you're like, oh, God, there's two of them. Or something like really scary as well. Like, it's like, oh, God, there's two of them. <laughs> or like, cute, like, oh, God, there's two of them. <laughs> yeah. This could go any yeah. direction. It could go any direction. Yeah. Oh, I do I like the that. goal is to get player to say, oh, God, there's two of them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right, right. Oh, I'm trying. Let, let's see. Uh, what are your, what are your. Let's start with you, Zoe. What are your thoughts on implementing that into what we have so far? Hmm. It kind of depends on the direction we go with the, mm. like, is the challenge, is the, like, I challenge you to X. Is that the action adventure or is that the kickoff? Hmm. Could be both. Could be, like, the the challenge is an adventure of itself, but you unlock something a little more that's there. That's true. That's, like yeah, that's opening up doors. Like, like the like the noble challenges you to like something that involves a lot of uh, acrobatics and and uh, skill that uh, they skill really checks. that they rightly shouldn't really have as a noble. And you're like, okay, why do they? Why are they so good at this? And then that ah. opens up like, well, they are uh, they're part of a secret assassins guild. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Um, so they're actually someone really, really good. And uh, I like that. I like that angle, too. That's very interesting. It's a it's a little bit of a combination. I like the idea of them coming across as someone just really, like, really obnoxious. Like, it's a, some noble, right? Mm -hmm. But then they end up, like, even, like, make appearances not matching. Like, they're, they're, they're like, they're, they're really overweight and mm -hmm. they don't look... The part at all but they're actually like it's like bob from tekken um they're just really actually agile and strong and all the above they could kick your player's ass in the next tuesday but they, <laughs> right, they don't right. look it right right and they, the player kind of goes into this oh well pff, whatever this is some annoying guy yeah sure and, all boxes uh, idiot yeah and you end up being the embarrassment of the town um as uh as you just get aced entirely by this guy but you 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 might have to end up with a character that's like a little bit like a cross between vindictive and nosy like you you need that the player character that's like, oh god how are they so good at that i need to figure out what it is and like shame them for it mm -hmm. hmm interesting 
That really didn't tie into, oh, God, there's two of them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It didn't. But, hey, it's okay. You know what? You were just giving your ideas on the hook itself. Ooh, 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 got one. Um, The noble that that challenges you is actually, like, a body double for the actual Ah, noble. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Maybe so, like, the body double is the one doing all the stunts and stuff. It's just stunting on you left, right, and center. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I feel I feel like we will bring more illumination with more more elements. Sure. <laughs> uh, I think that segues into my little element there. Yeah. Um so uh in thinking of mine, I I like thinking of phrases mm. and, you know, some, something that, that it's funny, but it could still be interpreted in different ways. Mm-hmm. And for me, uh, recently, the phrase is moon's haunted. <laughs> moon's haunted. Moon's haunted. It comes from, um, what was it, a tweet? Yeah, there was a tweet about, uh, like, it was Astronaut coming back. Oh, uh-huh. hey, you're and, back early. What's up? And <laughs> grabs oh, gun. I, yeah, I've heard. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> Moon's haunted. Yeah. And then, yeah, <laughs> Moon's haunted. <laughs> Cox gun. Goes back into Yeah. <laughs> and, um, it's kind of become a... a, a I had to bring this in. It's kind of become a meme in the Final Fantasy XIV community because of lore things Is with the, the moon, moon in the truly game. truly haunted? Yeah, <laughs> actually, there's there's things with that. Spoilers. That's fantastic. Yeah, so it's it's become a meme there, but I just, for some reason, those two words are so funny to me. Mm. Moon's haunted. So... Folding it into this, um, the quote moon can be anything. And, and my mind kind of went to a place Nate with a moon name. Hmm. So Hmm. it could be like, you know how, um, fancy houses have like a name, like the, the X Mm -hmm. manor or. (laughs) Yeah. The the, could, the Winchester mansion and stuff. Yeah, the so, lunar like estate. That. The lunar estate. Uh, you I, have to you I have to that. survive a night in the lunar estate. That's a yeah, challenge. and and mm. the um, either it's the rumors are true, or there's like rumors about hey, the manor is haunted, or um, is it really truly haunted? Uh, or is it made to seem that way by the inhabitants as part of the, this challenge? Mm. Um, I really, yeah, I really like the idea of like putting that as the challenge, like survive a night in the uh, in the the mansion or um, or this place that's called the moon. Perhaps maybe the moon can be like an old tavern. Uh, yeah, you could, you could say you could say on the moon, and it could be like a mountain or something. Sure. 
because like moon. you could, could say like called, yeah. go go to the moon and survive a night on the moon and the player's characters can be like well it's the moon how do we mm. get there oh no no not that moon that moon right, right. smash <laughs> cut to like the creepiest looking mountain you ever did see mm. uh, they probably call it the moon um the moon maybe because it's like super round i don't know um but like you, like you can apply it to like a lot of things like um like with like yeah like you, like you just said like a a building or anything so that's really cool it, cap it's yeah like, it, i mean it could have like a, a moon motif so like mm-hmm. lunar or I, you know i like a, a lunar what else I'm trying to think of other moon related uh the tides are related to the moon yeah there's something about i mean sure but like yeah well on the nose Uh, like moon phases like crescent shapes and stuff yeah stuff like oh crescent croissants uh (laughs) crescent crescent peak or for a mountain yeah something that's like very um craggy and Almost has like a curve to it. Mm. Not the Nightmare Before Christmas thing. No. I mean, no. that's where my brain keeps going. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Hmm. Um, and people say that it's haunted. So maybe there might be some. Like the wind is howling through it and sounds like spooky ghosts and stuff. Yeah. Could be haunted. Could be haunted. Or, well, as they say, moon's haunted. Who's haunted? I like that. I like that. What's your thing? And my thing. Uh, magic is dead. Mm. Um, uh, to elaborate on that, this is not. Uh, it's not like cat with like it's a phrase or anything. Like no, magic is literally dead. Um, player characters cannot have any magic classes. It's all magic is dead. Um, however, that's not to say that there won't be any magic in the campaign. Um, it's more of a case of uh, giving a different perspective when it comes to magic. You don't have uh, like if some if there is like a wizard character, um, him being a wizard is a huge, big, huge, huge, huge deal. Like that person can actually use magic. Either that, um, or he's just a nerd. Both, <laughs> uh, and it's and like it's even more of a big deal because um, villains will certainly. If there oh any villains, if we throw in them, for throw them in there, that you can give them magic, and it's like oh man, so it's a big deal when uh, you have your evil necromancer or what have you come in. Um, just magic in general, like magic, uh, the the sense of magic is dead is like it's to give magic, make magic feel like magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So my. Uh, this is kind of like the lazy first thought that gets modified into like a cool other like new thing is mm-hmm. the moon is haunted by a magic user that just wants to be left alone. Sure. Or like some kind of Scooby-Doo old man Jenkins trying <laughs> to drop the property value sort of right. character. Right. But, like, that it's magic is is something that's, like, really unfamiliar and scary to the general yes. populace. Yeah. In fact, I like that idea, like, with the old man Jenkins. Um, that makes me laugh. And, like, I, 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 maybe I'm just a sucker for that. But um, I like the idea of 
the moon, like, uh, make it like a maybe a mansion or something, and like old man Jenkins yeah. is trying to drop down the property value, so he's <laughs> trying to make it seem haunted, and so everyone's like, oh god, it's haunted. Um, twist can be like later on, like there's actually some magic. There's it's actually haunted, as every good Scooby Doo movie has in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, the Crescent Manor. Crescent Manor sounds awesome. That sounds really good. I, I like, like that. I like how how that rolls off. I'm gonna write that down. Yeah. How does how does Crescent Estate sound? Crescent that kind of that's kind of mushy. I think Crescent Manor is the way to go. Crescent Manor rolls off the tongue really well. Yeah. Um, I like that. I like that. Um, yeah. I'm wondering um, because uh, what you were talking about. Um, with magic is dead, not the player characters not mm-hmm. having magic, um, but to in case somebody wants to use this for an existing party that does have magic users, mm-hmm. um, what if what if the manor has a dead magic field? Oh. Yeah, that, that's that's uh, if this was to be incorporated for, um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like, oh, you got to survive the night, but you can't fa- use in, magic. In fact, mm-hmm. I would extend it not to just the manor, but like the whole land, this whole land. Um, yeah, like the, the, yeah, whatever area that they Whatever are area in, we come up with. Um, there's a like a permanent dead magic field. Yeah. And like, that's why the PCs are so special. That's why they get invited to this fancy event. Because mm-hmm. like, oh, there's someone here that can do magic. Like, that's a big deal. If the, Yeah, if there is a PC that has is a spellcaster, then yes. Absolutely, they're like, ooh, um, yeah. Better not piss this person off. Invite them to the important thing. And it'll be good, like if if it's if this is a for uh, an existing party, um, for like uh, an, another thing. It's like okay, they're invited because uh, the queen. It's a queen coronation. I keep going to that, but like no, uh, the queen has queen has heard of about them. They sound really cool. She just wants them there, so she just invites them. Um, they're renowned, so it doesn't have to be limited to just like oh. The spellcaster of the party is super special. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just everyone like, oh yeah, the party has uh, has renown, and so they're invited to this coronation. To I don't know, yeah, make it a duchy, and so it's a duch- duchess mm. instead or something. Yeah, yeah, probably duchess is still pretty high up. So like that's still like... it's right. It's above prince and princess. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's right under king and queen. So. You know, the duchess doesn't have to run a country. She can do whatever the hell she wants. It's her duchy. Yeah, exactly. It's her duchy. Her duchy, her rules. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no magic, just right. <laughs> Does she hate magic? Who knows? Mm, who knows? Or, you know, it could probably extend from that. Um, it could be a case of uh, magic is not allowed in the duchy. Mm. But I, I think I prefer the idea, like, I prefer the idea of, like, just in this land, like for whatever reason, from whatever ancient reason, magic just gets cut off. Um, <laughs> perhaps there's like some select individuals. Like magic is dead in this land. Period. And like some select individuals are like they're able to tap into some whatever power and they're able to to break the system. And that really depends on but, like yeah. the source of the magic in the world. Like it does. How do they tap yes. into it? If we're doing a fantasy setting, um, it can be really easily ex- waved away with like a god. Oh, mm-hmm. a god said there's no magic here. Done and done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like, and uh, as as we know, everybody loves warlocks. Right, right. So, like, at the end of the day, what's the difference between like a warlock and a cleric? Is it just organization? Like that a cleric would be like part of an organization and a warlock isn't or like I get mechanically the difference, but like if you think about it, they're getting power from it. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. That's something to explore in your own session with your own rules. I I personally like to prefer uh, warlock is a term for more darker magic Mm -hmm. um, for me personally. And the cleric is for... uh, more specifically, like, uh, healing and so forth. Like, more white magic, if you will. Yeah. Um, well, that's me. Anyway. That's just me, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's my thing. That's my element. All right. I like it. So. Let, let's see. We could start uh, bringing this all together into this, uh, our little um uh, call it yeah our um oh my god template template, template. that's <laughs> what like, she's trying to say there we like, go. wow brain you need to <laughs> catch up here all right <laughs> so our setting is a duchy yeah a duchy with a duchy with no magic. No magic in the land. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to start typing, but my keyboard is so <laughs> <laughs> So our characters um, would be the probably the Duchess, mm-hmm. the minor noble, and um, we're going to have this uh, crotchety... Uh, Manor resident. Old man Jenkins. Old man Jenkins. <laughs> the wizard Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, uh, I like that. Hmm. hmm. Would enemies include, like, apparitions? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, apparitions. Anything that this old man Jenkins is keeping in his basement. I, I mean, if basement creatures, I, <laughs> so, um, sure. you could do the like wanna, creepy chimeras in cages thing. Yeah. I think it would, um, depend on what you're running. Um, you could just refer to a, a monster manual to, to pull some, uh, baddies out. Um, swarm of but rats, I, I like personal favorite swarm, right? Uh, but I like this idea of this this old man Jenkins in in uh, the Crescent Manor, mm-hmm. um, having creepy crawlies to that you have to survive the night creepy through. Creepy crawlers. I like that. Um, maybe throw in. Let's see. I was thinking like a um, what do you call those? Uh, like a Dullahan Ooh. or like a a living suit of armor. Yeah, I like that. I like so that a can, lot. So for so, you know, so you can have also like a, a physical bulky tanky enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like the 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 two of them element could be like at the GM's leisure. 
like if there's something mm. that is really pissing the characters off, pissing the players off. Oh, mm. they turn the corner and there's another one. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> just leave In it. In fact, that can be just a running theme throughout the whole campaign. <laughs> just, oh, there's a there's two of them. There's another there's- one. There's another. Oh God! There's two. Those are nice, creepy stuff to have in a an old manor. So after this slight, the the challenge is to go to this manor and, all the mm. the haunting, spend the night in it. Mm-hmm. So and survive. Yeah. So so it starts out campaign. The campaign hook starts out with uh being invited to uh the duchess's coronation would it be a coronation i would i was just wondering that i don't know probably Uh, like (laughs) how about like a wedding or something duchess's party she's just throwing a party yeah Yeah, party an affair sometimes you got a party and uh all are invited um it's like it's a public party Mm -hmm. um so like she's just throwing it for anyone who wants to come but if it's in a case of uh, a party that's far away um, if it's a foreign party, then uh, if the players, if the player characters are uh, foreign, then she's inviting them because, hey, I've heard about how cool you are. And they are super cool. I can guarantee <laughs> every party is very, very cool. Now, in the event for this, I just had a thought. Um, let's say they are spellcasters amongst the party. And uh, it's a case of, oh, no, um, there's no magic here. Um, I would say, uh, let them go ahead and keep their magic, mm-hmm. let them still be that class, but when they use their magic, it's going to be a big deal. It's reflected by all the NPCs. Um, I think like Zoe pointed out earlier, it's like, hey, like, you're kind of special, but like, I mean, yeah, um, if well, you're I mean, able to use foreign, the magic. they're foreign, if they're foreign. Right. If it's like a if it's a pre existing party coming in, I feel like that or, could cause problems when you're in the in the creepy true. haunted house, though. That's true. Like you yeah, could that's true. you could subvert or work around a lot of things really easily with that's spells. really true. That's really true. Um, like true sight immediately ruins it. Exactly, it does. It does. Hmm. Maybe some kind of damper. I, I'm thinking. Uh, Maybe a damper, so they're limited to only their cantrips, mm. or something like that. Mm. But the cantrips still maybe like, like impress. Level, uh, maybe like their level one spells at the best. I don't know what level two side is, but or maybe we should just make this campaign for level ones only. <laughs> 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 this this uh, this module is just for level ones, and it's just for uh, fresh starting into this or a one off, fresh starting into this uh, this duchy. Yeah, sure. That might be better. Yeah. Fuck it. We write the rules. Or or if you really feel strongly that you want to do this with your, you know, level five people, mm. maybe it dampers everybody. It makes, like, the, the more physical combat characters, like, weak and tired. Yeah. So it's like, as mm. soon as you're in this land, and, and you can adjust the monsters down accordingly. Or of if you're in the mansion. Because it's creepy and nighttime and nobody got enough sleep. So they're very tired. And I kind of like this idea of, like, you've been playing so long at a high level. Mm. You have to remember how to play your character at level one again. Yeah. 
That's good. I do like that. Oh, just let's do that then. Like, it, regardless of your level, you get sunk down to level one when you're on yeah. this land. Yeah. Like, everyone's just at level one. So, regardless. Yeah, so, so, yeah, you gotta kind of remember, oh, how do I play effectively at level one again? Yeah. Actually, I, oh, I really like That's that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that way we can include... We don't exclude anybody that's wanting to run this. Like, mm. if you want to run as a level level one, everybody starting out, fine. If you want to play it with your high level characters, sorry, when you step into this land, boop, you're back to level one. <laughs> that doesn't mean you lose your, like, character development. You just no, don't obviously. have the right, abilities right. Of, course, of, of level X. Yeah. 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 You, you gotta... The mechanics. Mechanics. And, um, like you say, like, I think... Man, that just that just makes this module really spicy now. Yeah. Because it's like, oh yeah, regardless of your level, like imagine like the a very high level party, uh, they 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 they're like level sixteen or something like that, and they're you throw this module at them, and it's like, you're level one now, um, you're level one again. Uh, knock yourself out, you know. That, that's, I, actually, <laughs> that's actually really interesting. That is, I'm picturing that is like, a bit of a pain in the ass, like trying to like subtract all the like points that they've added like maybe pull out a fresh character sheet yeah i mean it's it's not that's actually not too hard at all um like their 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 class features are just level one ones and as for their their uh their ability scores um just nerf them by like minus four or something or whatever um all across the board or something like that. I like this idea of them having like these really high powered weapons and armor. And mm. it's like, mm, nope, you got to go shopping for some basic stuff. Or they just get like, turned into those a basic weapons ass and sword. armor. Like, yeah, those weapons and armor, they just get deep. They just get debunked all the way to like level one equivalent. Like it's still that um, spiky, yeah. horrifying dark knight armor, but sure. it really just does not do as much. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I love this. I I really like this. I mean, it, it's it's a it's a little bit of work for the GM, but honestly, it's it's I don't know. From my perspective, it's not that much. It's kind um, of it's a good goof, though. Well, not yeah, like like a good limit bit. their ability scores to like eighteen max or something like that. Um, uh, I do like the uh, debuff you know, across the board thing. Debuff across the board, something like that. Yeah, you can do things like that. Um, to make it effective. So the the rising action in this is the the players arriving at, at this manor to spend the night, essentially. Um, they, they're um, they're they're. I was thinking they were invited to just the coronation thing, and then um, the plot hook happens of um, have at the um, so some so something happens with a a noble guy. Um, Maybe they can be related to Mr. Old Man Jenkins, and uh, and that kind of kicks off. That starts up the whole adventure. I'm imagining a scene where, like, there's this whole, like, <gasps> everyone's watching this, like, little confrontation go down, and the, mm-hmm. and the noble's like, you have to spend a night at the Crescent Manor, and everyone's like, <gasps> and the players are like, okay. 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 Yeah, yeah, exactly, sure. exactly. All right. What it's a house. <laughs> there's there's a lot of potential for humor in this module, sure. which I I like a lot. 
and it, it still brings in that that action adventure because you're you're you've got the it's so you know everything because <laughs> really. mm-hmm. um, you've uh, you gotta fight your way or um, I don't know it, it's like yeah there's this old creepy man in the manor but you just have to survive the night you don't necessarily have to defeat him you just have to maybe you have to get something out of the house as like a, I think that's a way better Zoe yeah, yeah. like yeah, you have like to that. you have to find old man Jenkins uh uh emblem or something that's like in his basement the creepiest part of the manor something that like implies um, that he's dead but mm-hmm. he's actually not right right and there's a couple of ways uh, to like get out of that one like you can defeat him um if you guys if your players are like that they can they can kill old man jenkins if they really want to kill him. or they can yeah. like try and talk and, you to know him. And, and he dies and then he becomes an actual ghost and then he's oh, even more powerful that's a yeah. good punishment yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, mm, you guys really fucked up. You could have just talked oh. to him, but no. <laughs> or they oh, can God. Do, like, Richard sent you? That fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> or they can do uh, an angle where they, like, they strike a deal with old man Jenkins. They get in on it, you know. <laughs> That's um, good. With his old real estate plan to, to flip the house or whatever it is. <laughs> they become <laughs> real estate was... moguls. Yeah. <laughs> Just cue uh... the gif of uh, Tim and Eric's. It's free real estate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I like this. I I totally dig this. I want to play this. <laughs> it does sound super fun. They don't even have to do the thing. Like this dude can just accuse them and like. Right. Who's gonna? Yeah. Whose word are they gonna believe? The noble or these people who just showed up? Is his name Jenkins? That's the real question here. Uh, yeah. Maybe you should get uh, a little more fantasy. This guy, uh, a little more fantasy name. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Hogan. Hogan. I don't know. Hogan. Uh-huh. It ain't Jenkins. Brother. <laughs> Trying to steal Let's my monocle, see. brother. <laughs> Goodness. Solomon. Solomon. Yeah. It's a good, good wizard name. A good foreboding name. It is. <laughs> The monocle of Solomon. I, I kind of want this bit to get cut, but I saw a tweet go by today that was like, if you name your kid Solomon, he better be coming out the pussy a full ass wizard. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's true. It's very true. Solomon. <laughs> kind of refers back to the wizard Jenkins there a bit, huh? Mm-hmm. Crescent Manor. Crescent dun, dun, dun. And Crescent Manor is essentially Luigi's Mansion. Luigi. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. It's it really got is. a bunch of ghosts and stuff. And it's just, uh. How about this? <laughs> Old Man Jenkins' make... name is Luigi Solomon. Luigi Solomon. <laughs> oh, man. 
Let's just call him El Solomon. El Solomon. His, his El- first name has been lost to time. But, like, people think it's, like, L as an E-L, the Spanish, El Solomon, like, a title, Ooh. but it's really just the letter L. L. <laughs> I, no, I actually, I really like Monocle of El Solomon. Oh, nah, that, that, that kind of throws off the ring. In, in, in. Monocle of Solomon, mm-hmm. yeah. So, like, they can do some magic in the, in the, in the manor. And... Um, no. Well, if they're level one. Like, level one magic. Level one magic, yeah. Like their cantrips and stuff, or their level one spells, because um, that's a suitable nerf. But Solomon can do all this magic because he studied or something. Yeah, he's Solomon. He's Solomon. You don't know Solomon, the Grand Wizard Solomon. So is like Saruman like some kind of bastardization of Solomon? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely, and like he's like a legit wizard. But like, and he like he's he's old and he's able to extend his lifespan and stuff. But um, but like that's not uncommon in like. It's not. Um, but like he's a legit wizard. But like his his goal is like, man, I just want to flip this house. <laughs> I I just want to. I want to sell this house and get out of here. I want to be able to yeah. do high level magic again. Go to the woods, hang out with Gandalf. <laughs> the manor, uh. Which has, let's say, uh, four floors. Yeah, and that's a, a basement. That's a course. That's a decadent number of floors. Yeah, for... and a basement. And a basement. Um, and so, and then it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a nice map, but it's a lot of up and down, up and down. Mm-hmm. Oh, I gotta get the key for here to then go up to there. Resident Evil. Yeah, I was about style. to say very Resident yeah. Evil. What a mansion! Huh? This mansion looks a lot like an old police station. <laughs> that's one and, hell of a police station and this this gives the the dm chance to throw some puzzles mm-hmm. that you might have in the bag um and if we were to flesh this out in a full-blown one um maybe we could come up with some spicy puzzles you look up s- some puzzles for toddlers <laughs> i was just thinking that you know, that's something I always want to talk on, too. Um, let's do a little, like, a little, uh, just on that topic. So, puzzles. Puzzles are actually uh, something on a meta level. Because it's a puzzle for the players, not their player characters, mm-hmm. right? Um, you never want to do, like, oh, let me roll to solve the puzzle. Because then, what's the point of the puzzle, you know? Well, like, I've, um, I've come across, actually, Gabe does this. If mm. if it's like if everyone's brain is stupid that that <laughs> session, um, or if it's like some kind of really obscure puzzle, he lets people roll int mm-hmm. to like get a hint, or if they roll high enough, like okay, this is the answer. Oh, okay. So okay. to to kind of mitigate the like, okay. what if your players um, are just dummies? Right. I say that as um, as. Uh, as a certified as a, as a certified drinker of dumb bitch juice, like <laughs> I've had to do that int roll a number of times. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, first, from my perspective, um, I don't like that. Um, that like that that completely defeats the whole purpose of a puzzle. In that case, why even have a puzzle? Mm-hmm. Um, that's my thought on that. Um, especially if you like, you know, your players and their players. Well, as you say, they they're you know. They're, they're not good with puzzles. Hey, a lot of people aren't good with puzzles. 
Um, but if you, in that case, if you've got people who like want to be challenged and also like puzzles, mm-hmm. just don't make it like, you know, those ones that are like you slide one piece at a time. Right. I, just don't do that. Right. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think like 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 what I was getting at was like with puzzles. Again, it's on a meta level. It's towards the players, and if you have to know your players, what they want. Um, some people hate puzzles in D and D because because of this whole meta level transaction, just transference between uh between that, um, and so that 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 just depends yeah. on on whether you want to use it or not. Rather than a puzzle, um, just you can just have a oh I find this item, I got to go put it in another room over there, and so in order to get over to that room, I have to keep going through some difficult terrain or something like that. Yeah. You can still do like a, like a, a not really a puzzle, but like just a challenge in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's definitely uh, possible. So like I was having a talk with a friend who was like, "Man, I hate puzzles in D anD." Um, I was like, "Well." So here's another. Here's a follow up talking about traps. Like I have mostly played in Roll Twenty. And mm. people can move their characters around. And mm-hmm. I have experienced sometimes you're kind of plotting your character along the hallway and then the DM says, stop. Mm. Roll a, a deck save. Mm. And then I I don't like that very much. Mm. But then it like it gets everyone all paranoid. Like, okay, going into this <laughs> hall, I'm going to roll a perception check. And right. I guess that also depends on like how you're how you're playing if you're playing in real life if you're playing over the internet it's all it's, it all depends mm-hmm. that's how life works man it all depends and like uh on that note too because it's so typical um you enter a stage or whatever level and all right gonna roll stealth gonna roll perception mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and that's a repeated like that's ad nauseum you do that every room okay stealth Perception, stealth perception. I'm not a personal um, which is, fan of that. Like, right, ooh, possible solution. It, you roll mm-hmm. a stealth roll and a perception roll for the whole floor or dungeon. Right. And that's right. how you do in that section. Yeah, and that's how I do it too. Uh, your yeah. stealth carries over to uh, to whatever until until you actually have an encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, once you have an encounter, that breaks away the stealth or whatever. And then you keep going with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like for perception, perception is uh, I've stopped doing like oh it's a distance like to to reveal the eye uh, the fog of war. Um, perception is just a case of okay, do you find the items or do you see the trap? If you don't, then well you end up getting into the trap. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when you end up having to roll the deck save or what have you. Um, but yeah, like uh, I guess that's back in the GM tip corner. um, yeah yeah i guess we're we're doing several today but it's you know there's a bunch of different ways to navigate and adjust the uh the very typical things that um that a lot of people do in just uh their everyday D &D. yeah and like everyone does it in their own like weird different way sure yeah of course and that's good it is yeah make it your own but like if you don't like it you gotta speak up and oh that and again that's where the expectations piece comes in it's being able to speak um advocating for yourself um well like if and it's also important for a gm to notice that 
you get an eye for uh, or an ear for when players uh, they want to say something and they're holding back. Um, and I al- I always like to do a check in with players like um, for one like where is your player character going? Do you like the direction they're going in terms of development? Mm-hmm. What what kind of things you want to see? But also touching base with them on like how are you enjoying the campaign? Where do you, where uh, blah 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 blah? Just check checking in with them. I think that. Yes, that is valuable, but also um, there's, like, you have to, again, you have to know your players, and, like, sometimes I'm definitely the type of person who doesn't really process stuff until later, and, like, I could come back next, if I had the freedom, I could come back next session and say, hey, last time we did X, and here's what I liked about it, and here's what I didn't like about it, now that I've had time to process and think about what happened. And that's, I guess that's another lesson in, um, in honesty and reflection. If this module got fleshed out, it would be like wicked fleshed out. Yeah. But, but it will also like give the DM like a little bit of freedom to like put stuff they want to see in there. Yeah, exactly. This isn't a right out of the box sort of deal. Alrighty. I like this Scooby Doo ass module. Even even the setup, it's like this noble walks up to you. It's like I challenge you to go to Crescent Manor for the night. <laughs> it, it's very Scooby Doo. Zoinks, Zoinks, Scooby! Guess we're going to Crescent Manor. <laughs> Don't make me activate Ultra Instinct. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> also, if the party like catches on like yeah this is definitely scooby-doo-ish like they you have to immediately like government assign kin their characters you gotta be like all right you're shaggy you're scooby you're fred no you don't have to do that a ranger who is shaggy with scooby uh (laughs) they're they're assigned the archetypes a la cabin in the woods oh god Mm -hmm. Or they take it completely seriously and they don't know they're basically in a Scooby-Doo story. Yeah. I think that's even, that's always fun. That's, yeah. And you go out this door and you go in that door <sighs> and then you go out another door and you go in this oh, door. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? Some, somebody had, was telling me, oh, um, I heard a story about a, a campaign where it was a fantasy campaign and they went through this portal and through perception and investigation checks, the party had to realize that they had been transported inside a Taco Bell. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious, could they understand the languages and stuff on the menu? Yeah, probably not. That and would so, be... Yeah. So it's like foreign to them entirely. Yeah, like completely foreign, and and what? like you have to you have to describe it in like fantasy terms. Yeah. Oh man, one of my favorite things. It's because it's modern day. It's get, getting transported into modern day into into the into reality. Yeah. Oh man. And then you have to like <laughs> so silly and funny. You have to do that thing where you like look at the world around cool. you with like, what if you didn't know what any of this was? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, to us, it's, like, this is not only, like, a foreign place, but it's, like, super high-tech, advanced. We're, we're, we're riding in steel, on steel, uh, 
float uh, super fast capsules things yeah i have no idea whatever but you know wagons it, it's wagons yeah it's like their wagons are have no horses <gasps> what <laughs> it must be magic exactly exactly what was it advanced yeah. enough technology is uh indistinguishable is magic. From magic yep yep even like the trope of like uh it's super advanced but then there was an apocalypse and so the only magic is that high tech um high high technology from the past mm-hmm. and only like people who dig up stuff and whatever and find it can then use it yeah and I that's like that. also a reason why dungeons exist and why people are going dungeoneering in order to find these uh, magical items and whatever. There is a book, and I'm going to look up, see if I can find the title of it. It's like Motel of the Mysteries. And it's like uh, Motel of the Mysteries. And it was it was like an archaeological book, like with like diagrams and stuff of like just a modern day motel. And it like was like, oh, the like they looked at the toilet and was like, oh, this is clearly a shrine where they worshipped some sort of god. And like the, the toilet paper roll is some kind of ornamentation, like getting it completely hmm. wrong. Interesting. It is the year 4022. All of the ancient country of Usa has been buried under many feet of detritus from a cast- catastrophe that occurred back in 1985. Um, do we want to give a name to this duchess? Uh, uh, she's got to have a really fancy name, and like it's got to be multiple names, you know. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Varancia. Varancia, Francesca, Francisca. <laughs> uh, Fra- Francesca, Francisca. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, a very short last name. Gotta throw in a weird word in there. How about umlaut? Um, umlaut. Umlaut. Um, uh, bean. 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 <laughs> the fourth. The fourth. The fourth. Clearly. Um, and the minor noble's name needs to be like something very ske- kind of skeevy, kind of like. That's skeevy. Wormy? Uh, What's a wormy name? Hmm. Could be just like... Uh, Fred. Worms. Uh, no, I was thinking Randall. Randall. Randall, uh, Randall yeah, thanks to Monsters, Inc. That is a very Randall wormy name. Wormyson. Oh, that's... Oh, okay, that's... Okay, that's where that's you pulled that, that from. <laughs> that's where I pulled <laughs> that, that, that from. I just played Kingdom Hearts 3. Hey. (laughs) Hey. Shit. What is that one title? It's a, it's kind of low and it's like, all I can think about is like a Tumblr post I saw go by that it was like, it literally means like Lord of an Edge Land. I'm blanking. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Um, He can just be a count. 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 Count Randall. Count Randall. Yeah, Count Randall. Yes, yes. And then Old Man Jenkins is the Wizard Solomon. Grand Wizard Solomon. Grand Wizard. Grand Wizard. He's cousins to Waco. <laughs> hey, brother, you trying hey, to flip brother. that house, brother? Trying to flip that house. No all bedding around here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no magic, no all bed. I like it. 
No magic, just according to you, Yevon. <laughs> I'm glad that that LP was so formative for so many oh, of man. us. That LP was amazing. It was really good. Yeah. It was really fun. The race war starts now! Okay. Uh, Alrighty, I think this is a wrap then. Yeah. Sounds good. Great. Uh, we'll move on into our uh, plugging. Let's plug it um, in. Zoe, please. Um, you are a guest. So normally I would direct you to my like real ass adult Twitter. Like not like <laughs> not like adult adult, but like being a professional adult moving around in our society Twitter, but uh, no, we're going to go with my shitposting Twitter. That is at, mm. at Zopocalypse. Uh, spell the word apocalypse, but instead of the first A, make it Zo. Zopocalypse. Z-O. Z-O. Yes. Thank you. Anything else? Um, visit your local library. <laughs> Thank you. That's Thank a you. good one. Yeah, that's a good one. And can I read the do not forget this? Please, go right ahead. I mean, do you want me to do it at the end, or? No, go for it. Him. I'd like to thank Marcus Fuller for the use of our intro in The Hall of the Mountain King, composed by Edvard Grieg. You can find his YouTube channel, not Edvard's, but Marcus's, at youtube.com slash Marcus Fuller. Marcus with a K. M-A-R-K-U-S. Thank you. Uh, Sean, do you want to plug anything? Uh, just as usual, my, uh, follow me on my Twitter. Um, Z-A-S-N-E underscore I-I or Zassany the second. Um, nice history behind that name, but hey, ask me about it. And, uh, yeah. Um, I'll plug my Twitter. It's at Sarcastic Cat. Cat spelled K-A-T-T. Um, you could find pictures of, uh, the fluffiest cat in the world. Oh, he's uh, so good. He's the best kitty. Um, and uh, Prime Final Fantasy fourteen content later this month. I'll be just screaming about that constantly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, we're going to plug the, the show stuff. The You could find uh, Welcome to My Dungeon on Twitter at MyDungeonCast. Uh, we have an email, WelcomeToMyDungeon at gmail.com. We invite you to submit questions for us. Um, if you have any questions uh, regarding GMing or DMing or um, anything else you want answered. Uh, Send in any hooks, um, any ideas for modules you like for us yeah, to Yeah, those two. Yeah, um, if you have a, a suggested feed, feedback too. Um, we definitely welcome any feedback that you might have. Um a uh, website is in progress, but we are on iTunes now. We got approved Woo! for iTunes. So go ahead and search iTunes for Welcome to My Dungeon. Um, and we do have a Patreon up now. It's patreon.com slash welcome to my dungeon. Hell yeah. I think that's it. Um, happy, happy adventuring. And remember, don't delve too deep without protection. You, you Dab. always use protection. Don't fly without a net. <laughs> yeah.